Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Olivia, it's a brand new week. Here we are again. Can you believe it? Can you believe that we have been doing this pod from remotely so well for for over a year? I was thinking the other day how how well we've done. <laughs> Let's take take this moment to pat ourselves on the back. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to the last week? I've just been out walking constantly, just constantly trekking, living my life as the athlete that I am. Um, had a very stunning and quite gay ice cream at the weekend, which was great. And um, it was like a waffle cone that was like chocolate dipped with rainbow sprinkles on it. And then like Mr. Whippy ice cream and raspberry sauce and a flake. And it was great. Sounds so good. Where was that? <laughs> um, yeah, it was like called something funny. Um, it was on that walk that I did at Style. Just like a random right. ice cream van was there, like a mirage. Yeah, I've seen a few um, ice cream vans doing doing the rounds. Um, I was out and about in a couple of walks this weekend and um, there were a couple of ice cream vans I came into close connection with, but uh, didn't didn't get an ice cream because I was like, yeah, I mean, it's sunny, but, but is it warm? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I don't necessarily think it has to be warm for ice cream, but I was just like outside and cold, so I was like, it's not really the the time. Yeah, I think that like it was kind of like being a bit warm, and because we've been walking for ages, we were quite warm, and then we got the ice creams, and then it did snow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got the ice creams. Turns out, could have just opened your mouth and uh, had some snow in your mouth instead. Yeah, exactly. no, it's. it's been a weird weekend of of weather for sure it's like such like snow in the morning and then a blasting sunshine snow for the evening just to cap it off very strange global warming is real uh, on that note apart from uh you know wanting the world to continue to survive what are you living and longing for <laughs> yeah let's just have that as the baseline of what we're living and longing for just every week and then everything else is just sort of on top of that baseline but I think that I am living for because this after all is 31 I am living for my new app which is called and you've probably heard of this already so I've maybe come to it a bit late but it's called All Trails <laughs> sorry moment moment silence for your youth <laughs> Um, yes, I know All Trails, very good app, actually. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you um, have the app because then I can send you that walk that I was talking to you about before we recorded because I got that off All Trails. And stunning instructions, really painted a picture. It was very an accurate portrayal of both the gradient, the experience, the length of time, and what the conditions were like underfoot. Spoiler alert, it was very muddy. But um, yeah, had a fab time and love to be love to be having some thorough and comprehensive instructions on my brand new walking app. So if you want to be on all trails, I will send you some walks. We should get sponsored by all trails. That would be good. That would actually be quite, I, I can see that for our audience, a sponsorship by all trails, all yeah. trails and Greg's our two main sponsors oh yeah i did have a greg's at the weekend as well perfect well there we go so um what a dream uh, pairing for sponsorship yeah i don't have the app right now but i will get it again i used i used to have it on my old phone and then you know well when i wasn't able to have apps but now i can have apps and keep them so i absolutely will be getting all trails how exciting for me and you 
Look, when you get the app, just let me know and I will hook you up with all of the best details and you can save them all. And yeah, I was like, God, am I like 57? And we we were sort of contemplating this at the weekend. Like, I'd be interested to get your thoughts. What do you actually think is going to happen? (laughs) (laughs) Olivia, if I could tell you that. I'd sleep a lot more. <laughs> um, uh, what do you mean? Like, oh, okay. be a bit more specific. So what I mean is, um, do you think that, obviously, um, we're rec- well, not obviously, people don't know, we are recording this on the 12th of April, which is the first day that you can do some bits in the, uh, is it in the U- in the UK or is it in England? I think it's just England. Um, yeah, um, where you can do bits in England anyway, um, like sit outside and have food and go to Primark if you want to and get your head on. So do you think that as things kind of move forward in that direction, we will abandon our wholesome lives as intrepid hikers and just completely just live for the sesh? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Well, um, huh. well, interesting. I think that like, it will level out in time to us being both, um, you know, crazy little party girls and uh, still all trails supporters mm. because um, we, we were we were walkers before this, you know, we went on walks and stuff like that. It was not like it's like a new thing for us to go for a big walk, really. Like, obviously, we're going for a lot more big walks. Yeah. Um, but but we we're people who have walked before. Me and you went almost up a whole mountain once. Don't you remember? Yeah, and my legs still hurt from that experience. No, I I do like a walk, but I'm not at the level of like a lot of our friends, but I'm also maybe a better level than some of my other friends. So I'm kind of just like middling. But yeah, that was always a thing before. But I think we are two people who are very much on for the hike and love the hike, but also love the sesh. So yeah you know it's not like we'd be returning back to our to our former selves like what who are we going to be like what's our identity post lockdown are we going to be sesh lovers are we going to be hikers or are we just going to be the exact same as we were before like what's going to happen to us what's to become of us and I think as well if you think we were in our 20s well I wasn't I was like just 30 but coming out of this at 31 or possibly 36 depending how long it lasts for a lot has changed has our identity changed completely in this time? I, oh God. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think our identities will be quite different. I, I mean, I feel uh, like a very different person than when we went into this um, for a lot of reasons and a lot of them very good reasons. Um, a few of them things I still need to work through, but you know, that's, you know, this is life. Life is life, growth is growth. So, but I do think that, yeah, you and me absolutely you know, like you say, we love a hike, but we also love the hype. We love the sesh. Like, and I am, I am ready to go full sesh when we can. <laughs> like, I, I really am. Part of me is really not, but also a bigger part of me that is absolutely gagging for it really, really is ready to be like such a fucking hype man about the sesh. Like, and, and I, th- I think one of the things that will change um, for me personally specifically maybe maybe at the beginning at least is that I will probably get less like cabs into town and walk more into town so if anything I'll be hiking to the sesh thus combining our two new passions you know what that's beautiful 
Thank you so much. It's poetic, isn't it? Hiking to the sesh. Yeah. Um, I think that we, it, we are going to be very different people after this, um, after this, during this, whatever, now, then, who knows? Um, I think that that is because of so many different things. Um, obviously, like I said, we are just different ages. Other stuff has happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel vastly different from the person I was when when this began like but like very different but that's mo mostly good so yeah and, <laughs> and I'm also, ready to be that person in public I also think it's not just us it's the effect of like our friends and our sort of like wider social circle both in terms of age because people have like shacked up got pregnant got houses both because that was always going to happen but also has been accelerated, I think, in some cases because of, of what's happened. And I was reading an article today that said, if you got into a relationship or you're already in one, like a bit before the pandemic or whatever, this past year, in terms of like your relationship timeline, um, is the equivalent of four years. That's wild. And I I, I can see that definitely because of the, 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 the need to have been like so much more intimate and have to do so much more like logistics stuff than you would in a normal beginning of a relationship. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, I think like... Oh, I think like for me, one of the stereotypical things that has sort of happened in my terms of like the lockdown and how it's made me feel and blah, 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 and getting out of it is that I actually feel like, cause I was single before this and because I was like, you know, just start turning about to turn 30 and stuff like that. I actually feel like that classic thing of like my, my, a year of my best, one of my best years has been stripped from me. Like, and therefore I'm like, I feel like I want to be really young like I want to yeah. be like someone who is in their 20s do you know what I mean just because and also because I think I was coming to a point where I was ready to be a bit more like that anyway in terms of just like how I was with my mental health and stuff like that so it's just like I was ready for that and then it got stopped and now I'm like no I need it I need that I need to be like 28 let me be 28 yeah 28 <laughs> you know? is a bad age so, and as we know you know it's the best you've ever looked <laughs> it is and it is fucking criminal that I've been locked up this whole time <laughs> so um yeah no I I I believe in our need for the sesh our love for the sesh and um I am very very pleased to hear that you will support me in um well that we'll support each other through um our, our times on the sesh when we finally get onto it oh um, yeah and it won't, we... won't be me selflessly doing the sesh with you like please know no, exactly that's what I mean no <laughs> No, this is a this is a mutual sesh. <laughs> and other than the trappings of a great future sesh, what is it that you're living and longing for this week, Lucy? Olivia, it's it's funny you ask because it's basically the sesh. So um, my living and longing, it's actually combined living and longing because it was the fact that I was thinking about how much I just wanted. And this is not so much like getting really pissed or whatever. It's just, I really wanted, and we talked about this before the pod, a draft pint, like a pint from a fucking tap, right? And that cannot come soon enough. And then I basically realized today that I can go and get that in some ways, you know, booking somewhere, go in there, whatever. And I, I was like, oh shit, we can actually actualize a longing for quite simply so I think me and you need to actualize this longing for and get a draft pint in us yeah there must be one place in Manchester city center left on a Tuesday where we can go to fulfill the dreams of the sesh and 
we'll find it or I'll find it. Do you know what, Oliver? I think the sesh will find us. Um, yeah, that is what I am logging for. Yeah, so that's what I am logging for. What are you logging for this week? Well, unlike you, Lucy, I really don't feel like I'm the hottest I've ever looked. And I feel like I am an absolute toe. So I cannot wait to do some serious renovations. And I'm not like talking about this in like a toxic way because I'm not about like that. But what I am about is my hair appointment on Saturday. And I couldn't be longing for anything more apart from the sesh, which obviously I'm longing for again as a baseline. So I just, I cannot, cannot wait. I'm imagining myself like, I was literally lusting after it this morning. Like I was lying in bed and I was just like imagining myself, you know, in like a sort of princess diary scenario where she has the makeover. And I was like, on Saturday, that's going to be me. And mentally, I'm really, I'm really putting a lot of pressure on this hair appointment to, um, to really change a lot of things for me. Um, <laughs> I was talking to my other friend, Carrie, about this, who's um, feeling the same. And it's like, you know, for however much a haircut costs, I don't think it's fair to be putting that much pressure on one hairdresser to be to be delivering what I am looking for out of this appointment. But whatever happens, it's got to be better than this. And you can't see that, but I've just um, unveiled my uh, greasy roots to Lucy. So, yeah, cannot wait to just have um, some stunning highlights and a gorgeous chop to feel fresh to death. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, you hit the nail on the head there that they're going to be hairdressers up and down this country who are going to have piles of pressure put on them to revolutionize everyone's way of being so I hope everyone's I hope they're all taking enough time to relax before they get the work in and that everyone treats their hairdresser with the respect that they deserve yeah tip generously and I I wonder like how many um how many like screenshots people have been storing up of you know like like hair from their Instagram explore page to be like this is gonna be me oh my god Pinterest boards upon Pinterest boards (laughs) (laughs) I want this but I also kind of want this but I also maybe this oh it's gonna be a lot for hairdressers but um no I think that you know that it's a nice thing to get your hair done and to just like you know get that fresh it's springtime you know spring cleaning get that fresh cut get that fresh color why not even I've been considering it as we talked about earlier and I'm not someone who really like does it very often but I just want to like, I want to treat myself. Yeah, you know? me too. Yeah. We, we need mm. to be able to hair flip at the sesh. I think it's, it's a requirement. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, you do yours this weekend. I'll get mine booked in and we'll, we'll make sure that we turn up head to toe, ready to go to the sesh. So if you haven't already guessed, which I think you probably have, what we absolutely agree with the fact that we will soon be knees deep whatever it is people say i can't remember what people say anymore but anyway we're going to be that deep into the sesh as soon as possible um and we absolutely agree with that but there are still some things that we're not quite on board with it's time for i don't agree with it olivia what do you not agree with this week well lucy it is a story that takes us back so do you remember where you were in 2004 yes that's when i moved back to this country i remember it very vividly Okay, well, perhaps you'll have a visceral memory of this because I was reading a story and we were talking um, a little bit earlier off mic about things that are just so boring, just like motivations for doing things that are boring, ways of thinking that are boring, just being boring. And like, I tell you one person who is not about the sesh and is very boring, and that is Justin Timberlake. And the reason for this is because 
taking ourselves back to 2004, um, what was going on in 2004, um, I think I had a Paul's Boutique handbag. I was wearing so much lip gloss that it would like drip down onto my like chin, probably. And um, some like statement chandelier earrings and some Miss 60 jeans. I think that was kind of the the aesthetic that I was working with at that time yeah gorgeous and it was also the year of the wardrobe malfunction that was perpetrated by Justin Timberlake to Janet Jackson and I have since found out that Justin Timberlake apparently insisted on Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction because he wanted to upstage Britney Spears and her previous performance with Madonna. Oh, what a little rat. That's I'm sorry, but horrible. Isn't that just like the most boring thing you've ever heard? Yeah, intensely boring for so toxic, so boring. Oh, yeah, no. I, I didn't I didn't know that. That's absolutely I di- I didn't even really know it was orchestrated, I don't think. Oh, it was completely orchestrated and apparently um that whole thing not that it should have but obviously we're speaking to the intense sexism that still massively exists today but was completely out and proud and unveiled in 2004 against Janet Jackson because apparently that whole wardrobe malfunction thing damaged her career for years so apparently Janet so this is absolute gossip piece but I just thought that it was interesting um so Janet Jackson's stylist um has apparently suggested that the moment wasn't like a gaffe I mean we all know it didn't look like a mistake because she had the like sun you know cover under it and it was like a whole thing at that exact time um but part of the plan was not to only outdo Britney Spears but other female pop stars with better careers apparently I mean obviously this is all just opinion but if that is true how boring yeah very boring very like you just don't need to see each other as competition we we all exist together we can all lift each other up I think I think that is more the the theme of like these years going forward which is nice that we are away from that sort of mentality of 2004 but yeah that is boring and especially to be to be led by leader of the wolf pack Justin Timberlake one of the most boring men there is yeah and apparently which I didn't know he apologized to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson earlier this year and acknowledge the role that misogyny and racism played in keeping his career as a white man buoyant for so long. So, um, yeah, I mean, what what a headspace to be in in 2004 to be doing that because you want to, like, upstage your ex-girl. I mean, he was, like, a massive pop star as well in 2004, so it's not really like he needed it. And also, that wasn't him. That wasn't even That wasn't even him. You know, like it was Janet Jackson. It was her body. It was actually nothing to do with him. So that's what makes it even worse. Cause it's like, yeah, fair enough. You might feel like you want to upstage your ex-girlfriend cause you're like a bit annoyed about whatever. Then put on like a massive, amazing show where nobody can talk about anything else. Don't just like use this woman's body to get clout. Like just put in a bit more effort maybe. Um, yeah, so that is absolutely grim. Yeah, really didn't agree with that. Really didn't agree with that. And I loved Justin Timberlake when I was younger, a big NSYNC fan. Oh, same. I mean, you know, I mean, still to this day, death of the artist. 
if you could call it sick, the artist. Um, those songs absolutely bang. And you know, to be fair, uh, you know, me and you have sung sung our lungs out to mirrors a couple times in the car. Like, you know, it's gonna happen. But these are th- th- these things happen, and you know, we we but we have to, like we've always said, read around it, read around what you love, read around what you like. And um, yeah, that is disappointing. It's just sad, just very sad, isn't it? Yeah, Mirror is a great song though. And um, I don't think I'll ever be able to change my mind about that. And on from wardrobe malfunctions to your I don't agree with it. What is it that you don't agree with this week? Well, Olivia, um, I'm sure you've seen this um, and uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have as well. And, you know, it's a bit in the past when this comes out, but it's still something I absolutely don't agree with that's happened this week. And I wanted to talk about it. So a group of absolute, again, boring, sad (laughs) people have wrote wrote a letter to the um, women's prize um, for fiction because they weren't happy that um, Tori Peters has been nominated for her novel Detransition Baby which I know I mentioned last week that we've just start I've just started reading and you've just started reading as well because it's our next one for our book club they weren't happy because uh, Tori Peters is a trans woman and they don't believe that a trans woman should be listed in the women's prize for fiction because they're massive big turfs and they basically wrote this letter and then they signed this letter (laughs) with a like a bunch of people from this group bunch of turfs and then with a bunch of dead authors names as well and basically everyone was like why are you signing this with like emily dickinson daphne du maurier like what why what are you doing like what are you playing at um and then basically they said that um, the reason they did that was because, and I quote, some people, some signatories were used uh, used pseudonyms because of the threat of harassment by trans extremists and or cancellation by the book industry. So not only do people have absolutely hideous, stupid views, but they are using the names of people because they're too frightened of um, like being associated with those views. So it's like, if you care, number one, if you care so strongly about something, why aren't you using your actual name? I don't get it. Like, I thought the point was that this is what you think, not that it's a valid thing to think. Anyway, number two, how dare you, like, use the names of people who are dead um, and, like, assume that they would be, that they are okay or would be in line with your ideals, like, with your... Ideals is a weird word because I just think that it's not ideal. So, um, you know, in line with your view, like, that is so insulting. And I just absolutely do not agree with it it's just disgusting yeah that is the queen of i don't agree with it. i think for so many reasons i mean the absolute goal to take names of beloved authors and even if they're not beloved to just take anybody's name and attach such a disgusting ideology and view to it without consent is mind-boggling to me like I'm actually even a bit surprised that these people stoop to that level you would think that there would be some kind of understanding around how that is not okay but they have just anyway I I don't even know what to say about it but um yeah. yeah it's 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 maddening it is disgusting and it's just so, so offensive on like every single level that you can possibly find. And like, don't be jealous that Detransition Baby is a really great book by a really talented woman. Exactly. It's just like, it absolutely speaks to the delusional world in which they live that they think that, that is a thing to do. And they probably thought it was like dead clever and good to do that. Like, no. But just- how? How could they think that was clever? Like, I just don't. Uh, the thing is, 
I can disagree with a lot of people, but sometimes I can like understand the thought process. I just don't like the thought process is so stupid. Yeah, well, exactly. That is correct. I I can't tell you how they thought that because it's completely beyond the realms of anything that, you know, a a person with a sane mind would do. So yeah, no, I absolutely just think it's insane and do not agree with it. And would just like to cap that off by saying, go out, buy Detransition Baby, bookshops are open, get out there, buy it. It's a stunning book. It's really, really good. And you're not going to regret reading it. So yeah, get it. Buy, a, buy a stunning hardback, get those pennies rolling in, get those royalties coming all the way into Tori Peters and she will be just laughing off the haters. And yeah, we we stand with you, Tori Peters. You deserve all the awards and we don't agree with um, such a weird... Yeah, it, this, yeah, this is the thing. Like, not only is it offensive, it is just plain strange. And speaking of books, obviously um, we're both reading The Transition Baby, as you mentioned, but have you read anything else in the past week, Lucy? Any queer book recommendations or otherwise that you would like to let us know about yeah I've actually read three books in the past week which is like shocking um but um my work has slowed down a bit so I've had a bit of time in between calls and therefore the only thing I can really do is like read a book I need still need to be sat at my desk and stuff like that so and ready for a call at any moment but actually perfect for just getting some book reading done so I read Hunger which you spoke about um, on the podcast earlier um uh which is by Roxanne Gay the only thing I wanted to add you said everything absolutely perfect about that is an amazing amazing memoir such a good book Roxanne Gay we love you chef's kiss um my the main the main thing that I wanted to add was there was that really great bit (laughs) when um she like um well she sort of came well she came out as said she was gay she's not actually gay she's more like I don't don't actually know how she identifies but she's more likely bisexual or something of that I I, I don't know how she actually identifies but she's not gay but she was in a relationship with a woman and she sort of came out as gay to her parents and her mom said that she knew she was gay because she when she was younger she said that she wanted to get married in denim (laughs) (laughs) just had to bring that up I can't stop thinking about that it made me laugh so much that was perfect <laughs> um, so yeah hunger really great um absolutely recommend that um and then um I read well the third book I read very very not queer was the bridges of Madison County which is just you know like a classic mm-hmm. like 90s rom- romance um but very good I uh, liked it a lot but um not queer in the slightest <laughs> no. I-, I read that book a long long time ago and I can't remember it is it good it's like all right like it's not like amazing but it's just like it's about like a you know photographer who goes to like take photos of bridges and then he um meets off on the off chance this housewife who's alone for the week and then they have this storming affair and like fall in love the most like anyone's ever fallen in love apparently so um, (laughs) and then it's just like about that um yeah it's nice it's it's a nice little like story it's very sad and it's like full of it's full of longing but none of it queer so (laughs) did you watch the movie after no but I've added it I literally finished it today I've added it to my long list of adaptations that I need to watch of books I've read this year so um and they're all like films that my mom wants to watch as well so we're saving them to watch together which is cute so um yeah I will watch the film but my main recommendation which is a queer book is I finally read um I know we spoke about this a while ago on the podcast um I finally read and uh this is just a content trigger warning for a 
slur word which I'm going to use because it's the name of the book but I wouldn't normally say it and I'll just say it the one time but um so I read Tranny which is by Laura Jane Grace which is her memoir um and I know we've spoken about Laura Jane Grace before on the podcast she is the lead singer of Against Me who are a band that we are both big fans of been huge fans of for a very long time band that means a lot to me um and I'd never read the book even though you gave it to me so like quite a while ago like pre yeah. pre-pan um and like <laughs> yeah I just hadn't read it because I, I, I'm not very good at reading like memoirs in general I would never really pick up a memoir um and I think also I have this um fear of reading about people I love um and then like maybe like not agreeing with something they say or like not liking them after the book or like learning too much about some someone sometimes you know getting too close to your heroes is like can be scary um but uh I read it off the back of reading hunger because I really enjoyed that and was like I'm in like a memoir memoirs are actually a very good like easy read you know to get through during the day and stuff it, it was good and I was like I'm finally gonna read this book so I read it and um yeah I mean I I loved it but like you know I love against me I love Laura Jane Grace I like I was always gonna enjoy it um it's a really good look at like what um it can be like to be struggling with dysphoria like whilst also trying to make it in the like punk rock scene which is like notoriously a hard like place to be in general um let alone with like dysphoria peppered in and I I thought that mirror was really interesting because not only is she going through this transition and like you say all of the um dysphoria and various hurdles that she has to jump through to get to where she wants to get to with it but it's like against this backdrop that mirrors it which is like how um against me was perceived how it is being perceived and how it's going to be perceived and it's all kind of like out of individuals out of the individual's control and how it can just like flip on a dime and it's just this like very volatile um roller coaster that the band goes on in terms of its like um optics and perception and I thought that was interesting to be going through at the same time and probably incredibly difficult yeah absolutely yeah so like like I said it can the the ups and downs of the the band and what do I do with the band what do we do with the band was very perfectly mirrored um Lord Jane Grace's feelings of what do I do about me how do I look what what are people going to think about me etc and um yeah I mean I, I would I would recommend if you're interested at all in like the punk rock scene if you're interested in all about like um you know gender dysphoria um if you are a fan of the band or would like to be a fan of the band then I can absolutely recommend that as well um and it's really a really great read for like a fan because so um it's peppered with her journal entries like throughout time which I think is such like brings like such a great like realness to the to the subject matter and like you can really see all the things and I loved so often how much of the journal entries will li- end up being lyrics um and then you're just like ah there's there's that lyric oh my god there's that lyric and like I really enjoyed that and that was like so good I would like read a bit see the lyric and be like oh my god and then like play the song and be like yes <laughs> so- <laughs> like um retroactive <laughs> easter eggs yeah, exactly. And I haven't listened to like Against Me properly for like what well, haven't had, let's say, an Against Me sesh for quite a while. So it was a uh, it was a good time to like really dive into them again and just like really feel um, uh, uh, like just yeah, really like revel in 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 them as a band and stuff like that. And um, 
yeah I think the, the only thing I would say is that like if anything I think like the book came out too soon like I think she would have so much more to say um about her journey and her her like transition and all things like that um but like that's not that's not to take anything away from the book I just think it could have had more um so yeah yeah um, I would highly recommend it I think as well it came out at a time that we were sort of like teetering on the precipice of this like massive shift in terms of identity politics so maybe that was one of the things looking back that contributed to it and yes it might not kind of be at the cutting edge of those conversations anymore in the same way but I think that it kind of was like definitely part of the lead up to the conversations that we've had since so um yeah interesting on that level but also um I love like a music memoir of like band life love that you know like love the tour love to yeah Yeah, I love to hear about the tour, actually. And, like, I should read more memoirs because I do really enjoy that. Like, um, I, I, there's something about the tour. So there is a romance of the tour, isn't there, really? Like, um, and it's interesting to hear about. And um, it reminded me so much of when when I last saw Against Me, which was with you um, in, in, in my, one of my favourite venues, the the Academy 2, which basically looks like a, a school hall. Um, and uh, what a time. That was so good. Uh, and I really hope that... You know, in the future, we'll be seeing against me and Laura Jane Grace on a stage. She shall grace us with her presence once more. And on that note, um, because I have been having such an against me time, I have decided that my track of the week this week will be an against me song. And it took me a long time to sort of decide which one. There's loads that I love and there's loads that like mean a lot to me and stuff like that um but i decided to go with um the ocean so it's on their album new wave which was probably like the like when i first got into against me as well that album um and then like obviously went back and stuff like that but um it's also one of the songs that definitely has lyrics that point to um, her dysphoria um she literally sings if i could have chosen i would have been born a woman my mother once told me she would have named me laura like and i i remember um when she came out uh, publicly I was like that's that's where my mind instantly went and I was like oh my god yes <laughs> so yeah no so that is my track of the week um uh I feel so much love for Laura Jane Grace and for Against Me and it was very nice time this week to to spend some time with her so that's my track of the week what is yours oh yeah I I remember that that lyric it actually like gives me chills to think about that um it's really nice um yeah yeah. my track of the week this week is a new song by years and years and the video of which came out today um and it's called starstruck and it is like a fun upbeat poppy banger and i feel like it's just the appropriate kind of tombra to get us excited for things happening again we're not not chromatica excited so that we lose our minds but it's just kind of like that sort of, it's perfectly pitched for this kind of um, sense of something that is about to happen. But beyond the song itself, Lucy, what I really want to talk about is the music video and um, the styling in the music video. So what can only be described as pajamas, Ollie is wearing, and they are the most stunning pajamas. So they're pajamas that have like, it's in the traditional sort of, um, you know, button up pajama style. So the long trousers and the long shirt and the print on it is like blue sky with clouds, like the whole thing. And it reminded me of those trainers that you had that you lost. I didn't lose them. I lent them to my little sister 
who then decided to lose them. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, sorry to bring that up, Izzy. Um, I forgot that was the reason. Um, but yeah, I thought you should get those pajamas. Yeah, I have a thing about clouds. I am, uh, would you believe it or not, a twice member of the Cloud Appreciation Society. <laughs> because I'm a nerd. So uh, I'm, I'm only twice a member because it's actually quite a cute story. I bought myself a membership and my mom a membership for her birthday and she bought herself a membership and me a membership for my birthday. So it just happened that uh, we were twice members. So <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that was a long time ago. That was probably like 2004 when, uh, when Justin Timberlake was around and we all were having, you know, much more lofty feelings. So, um, but yes, I, I do like a cloud iconography and um, I do love the sky and those pajamas sound right up my street. And whilst we all dream of sunnier and blue skies ahead, we will be loving you, leaving you and longing for you until next time. Bye. Bye. Right, well, we talked about the sesh for 45 minutes, so it's fine. <laughs>